lucha-masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-mask.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Welcome to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all of the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. Each week, our team discusses news and events from this past week, as well as previewing the week ahead, covering Mexico-based promotions like CMLL, along with top independents, as well as luchador-related news from WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, MLW, Impact Wrestling, and more. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast, along, along with others from the Lucha Central Podcast Network, are available on LuchaCentral.com and all major podcast platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, PodBay, and Speaker. My name is Miranda Morales, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. And I said we, yes, there is an I in Miranda, but not in team, and this is a team effort. So let's bring in the rest of the podcast team. First, let's bring in the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Hey, Miranda, how's it going? I am doing well, Dusty. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Yes. How are you doing with all of this fame now that you've been featured in Thunderdome? I, I would imagine oh. that the, the <laughs> influx uh, of invites and requests have just flooded in. Uh, well, thankfully, I was under the mask, so no one knew it was me. <laughs> oh, man. Are we going to have to change you, your intro to the dashing one, uh, known for being uh, on WWE's Thunder uh, Yes, home. yes. Well, I've been accepted uh, for payback, so I'll be there unmasked. Ah, me too. So oh. I, how does that even work? We'll have to we virtual high five. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, well, we do have a third co-host, the the man of the news, really. Uh, who who are we talking about? <laughs> who? who? He is Brendan Barr. Hey, how we doing? We're doing good. I I heard you were trying to chime in there. I yeah, also I, accepted I, to pay back. Uh, no, no, I have I have consistently missed out every time I find oh. that the tickets are open. 
by the time I finish type uh, hitting the enter button, I get a this event is full notification. Well, apparently they're going to start emailing some of those people now because, like anybody that's tied to an IP number that was disrespectful or misbehaving, they're out forever. And yeah. Yeah. So they're going to start adding in people that signed up and didn't make it, apparently. Well, I'll well, keep my eye open for that. Uh, the I'm just not very optimistic that we're going to get the full trio on the same show right now. And um, oh. Well, you know, there's there's still lots of shows, but we'll try and make it a goal. And of course, yes. everybody listens to this show, of course, because this is where they get all of their Lucha Libre uh, news as well. Obviously, yeah. Um, we're the number one Lucha so, Libre news source in America. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Is that, oh. Is that a fact? Self-proclaimed. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. Okay, I was going to say. I was like, ooh. In my heart. Number one in my heart. Number, okay, okay. Number uno in mi corazón. I mean, uh, our our hosts at Lucha Central might take exception to that, seeing as we basically cite <laughs> them for a lot of our information. Yes. But, I mean, also, I mean, we are we're an extension of that. Yeah, we're an extension. <laughs> I believe Lucha Central for sure is the number one news source for Lucha Central news. Easily number one. You know, uh, at, at least top uh, two. Really, if not number one, number number two. And then we are ergo an extension of that. So then we are also that. So we can defend it. In a so we're number 1.1. We're the number yeah, 1.1 Lucha News Source in America. English. Okay. All over the world. Worldwide. We're number 1.1 worldwide. Forget America. Worldwide. We... We were, we were as a podcast network, number one in Mexico. I remember us celebrating that. Yes. And I believe Norway as well, right? That is some reach. (laughs) We cannot forget our fans in Norway. Thank you, fans. Yes. Thank you, fans. I was guten tag, but that's German. So I don't, Uh, you know. Oh, (laughs) that that might be sensitive. Yeah, that I don't, I don't know European languages really. I I just I just know you know. English Google Spanish, tells me it's hello. There <laughs> we go. Hello, I, I, to, hello, to hello Norway. <laughs> Hola, to to our fans in Norway. There must be some Spanish speaking fans mm-hmm. in Norway. If there's Lucha well, fans, there's Lucha there's fans, Spanish there's Spanish fans. fans. Yes. Oh, well done. Yeah, that's a synchronicity right there. (laughs) We are off to a hot start for the Lucha Central (laughs) Weekly Podcast. And speaking of worldwide reach, we just like to give a a big plug and congratulations to Mass Republic. Um, They have announced that their Legends of Lucha Libre brand is now available at Hot Topic. They have uh, T-shirts available exclusively at hottopic.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find classic uh, brand, classic brand new shirts and exclusive designs, um, including officially licensed merchandise from Pentagon, Ray Phoenix, Psychosis, Solar, and more. So go over to hottopic.com and now and search Legends of Lucha Libre. Or you can check out Mass Republic or Legends of Lucha Libre on social media, and there are direct links there as well. So for all of the fans worldwide, Mm -hmm. you can go to HotTopic.com and get some awesome Lucha Libre merch. Oh, there are some awesome shirts on there. I got my Sucosa shirt already. Um, And then 
And then uh, Psychosis liked it when I mentioned that you could buy his merch on Hot Topic. And oh, we started so cool. We started exchanging jabs a little bit. So, you know, <laughs> me and Psychosis are like this now. Like this. Oh, I love Nobody it. Can... <laughs> it's it's because he knows. He wants to get the shine from being on the number 1.1 Lucha News show in all the world. <laughs> that's, that's totally it. It has nothing to do with the fact that the last time I talked with him, I had to, I was the relayer of a challenge. One of our local wrestlers, Sonico, uh, had already beaten Super Crazy in a match, and he said he wants Psychosis next. So, and I was the guy that had to deliver the message. So, uh, oh, <laughs> so cool. Don't shoot the messenger had a, had a little big context that day, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was fun. It was definitely fun. I'm not going to name names on that one, but. That's why uh, that's why I, I'm positive psychosis and I are like this because he oh, totally wants so to cool. kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'm you know we're, we're all cool here too, but I mean, literally, you know, if you had to deliver the message, he has he, he just you know it's his business. Really, it's his business. I, I see his point of view. I'm just uh, yeah, absolutely. That's why I bought the shirt. <laughs> Next time I can yeah. wear the shirt, and he won't murder me hopefully right he, he probably will be less likely to kick out i mean there's no guarantees no guarantees in life but the percentages go way down oh man well we uh of course i mean we should have a lot of lucha libre content to go over lots of news this weekend in the world of wrestling was insane period like uh, I, I mean it was you thought last week was a lot we, I mean, the, the, the events happen. Things have happened. Things are happening right now as we are recording this show. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, as we record this on a Thursday right now, AEW Dynamite is on television as part of their scheduling changes. Uh, so we'll be trying to give you as much up-to-date information on that as possible. And throughout the show, we're covering what happened at SummerSlam, NXT TakeOver, uh, of course, we have your news happening in Mexico and of our interview with Mr. Iguana dropping during this episode as well. We hope you enjoyed part one, getting to learn uh, more about the AAA Superestrella, the green one himself, Mr. Iguana. Lots of great stories uh, and insight from him. You get more during this week's episode. Uh, and it's, oh, again, it's a lot of fun. So make oh, sure you that was stay such tuned. A treat. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really was. Yeah, I mean that's why we had to split it into two parts because of the fact that we talked so oh, much. Oh, it really uh, was. And, and uh, you know, many spoiler about that. We talked for an extra hour afterwards. Uh, yeah, just on just, everything else. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. All of it is true. We he's a lot of fun to talk to. Oh uh, my I gosh, that, that was. I hope that everybody yeah. hears that interview and understands just how much fun he is to talk to. Yeah, yeah, you can't undersell that enough. He was really incredible, and he's so charming and so funny and so witty, and like he's he's brilliant. His his wrestling is incredible, but he his charm and charisma is something else. That's off the charts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, 
he gets it. He gets modern mm-hmm. wrestling and bringing it to Lucha Libre. Um, he does. Which in of itself is very creative. I mean, uh, we've talked about this before, about character development in Lucha Libre. In some ways, it has evolved beyond U.S. wrestling, and it has been for many years. But he's really taking it to a new level and been a type of, of luchador where both kids and adults can like him and appreciate him. And that's mm-hmm. hard to do. Very hard to do, I think. It's, it's very, yeah, very hard. And he does it just perfectly. And he's the master of subhlety in what he does. Yeah. That's his, his one of his <laughs> truest gifts. I, I, I am amused by that because not only is it true, but also this is the person who uh, does antics where the puppet will. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, not the puppet, the lizard. Yeska. We'll do do over the top comedy spots, and you call him a master of subtlety. So, (laughs) yeah, but like a lucha fighter, he keeps. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would say that he settled. Like, Jessica's a little all over the place. Look, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's brilliant about it. <laughs> that's fair. I was, and Lajeska came out with the mask on when he had Lajeska mm-hmm. in his mouth. Let's see, since he couldn't wear a mask, she did. I thought mm-hmm. that was brilliant. Like, he's, yeah, just the subtlety and all of it is so good. Yeah. Uh, so. Everyone, make sure you stay tuned later on during this episode, part two of our interview with AAA superstar, uh, Mr. Iwana. But we got some news to cover, a lot of it actually. So let's get rolling on the road back to shows. Hotcha, road back to shows. Uh, so would any of you care to guess uh, what status Mexico City is still in? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the go. same one has been for quite a while. Yeah, I even gave that nice subtle hint there of still. Uh, Mexico, <laughs> is, <laughs> Mexico is still orange, and good God, we're still going to have fans and shows. <laughs> um, it, it's, yeah, I don't. I actually don't anticipate it uh, going to yellow in, in the, the next evaluation. So it's probably we're probably going to be hearing this headline for a little bit. But uh, I guess it's good news. We'll have fans of chose. So um, there we go. We'll have we'll uh, have that stuff that uh, still has not. Uh, we have not determined how that's going to affect anything that AAA has done or will be doing. Um, Triple Mania should have had some announcements by now, but hasn't. So their silence is kind of telling to me. But uh, we will see where we're going with there. Uh, and, and other kind of prep news for Road Back to Shows, uh, uh, people are taking advantage of this time to re- realign how their, uh, how their uh, oversight is going and where money is coming and going from. So Tijuana has proposed that they uh, have a separate commission now from the, the boxing commission. Uh, they had a small meeting about it. Uh, it's nothing really has come other than talk at this point. This is kind of a thing uh, here in Washington. We we had to deal with. Uh, I can tell you a lot about uh, the uh, the problems of being in the same oversight area as as boxing in inside the United States. Is that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of emphasis on on spending money for safety in ways that don't apply in, in wrestling or Lucha. Like we don't, 
you don't have to have three have an aid car and three people on site here and, and pay for all of them to be on site at, at the event the whole time you do it's still a good idea to have medical personnel but uh it's never something like you need to have that kind of money to to have people shipped off right away so i hopefully that means that tijuana can start doing a lot more regular shows if they don't have to have uh kind of that over the top i don't want to use the word real because I, that implies that lucha is fake but uh yeah uh, uh, combat sports have a very different sort of need. Like if somebody gets a broken leg or, or uh, suffers a concussion, which is something that happens in Lucha very easily too, but uh, it's, it's much more, there's much more need for that at, at a show where you have less control over what's going to happen. Somebody's going to, in a cage fight is probably going to get hurt in, in a way that you can't anticipate. And, that sort of thing. So um, that was when I read that, it was very exciting. Um, we we recently had our anniversary up here of the the kind of the the lucha not lucha the wrestling bill that got through and allowed us to have a little less oversight. So the timing on it was kind of neat for me. Uh, in other news, uh, for COVID preparedness, we had uh we had rumors swirling around Ultimo Guerrero this last week, including me misunderstanding one of the shows that he was going to be on. Uh it was uh so Ultimo Guerrero was scheduled to do a number of indie dates. Uh he has been pulled from most of the indie dates, he's if not all of them. Uh there was a lot of headline to that effect. Uh there's speculation back and forth in lots of ways. I know we were talking about this, like maybe it's related to uh, CMLL being uncomfortable with him working shows because of COVID issues. Maybe it goes to their normal issues where sometimes there's somebody on a show they don't want CMLL people to be on the same card with. Uh, it's, that's a fairly well-documented thing. But uh, I, it, it feels more like with them building up to their IA pay-per-views, which are coming up, uh, this next month and the anniversary show, which is at the end of the month that uh, it's probably more related to that. And they want to make sure that they have a healthy, fresh and not really overly exposed Ultimo Guerrero to really kind of, uh, kind of uh, push things along and, and draw, draw eyes to them. Uh, which brings me to the, uh, the, the iPay-per-views, as I mentioned last week, they're, they're going to be on the Ticketmaster service. They're, gonna, uh, they're still only live, no video on demand. This is the time right now, and the links are up on Lucha Central to get, to get there if you don't know where else to go. But they are voting for challengers for four or five different titles. Uh, yeah, that are going to be on the cool. anniversary show. So I did my voting today. Um, we were a little short I on time, too. so I'm not going to go over all of the possible candidates, but they have two different trios matches, two different ladies matches, and and a tag match. So, yeah, five. Uh, so lots, of, lots of opportunity to try and see your, your favorites in there. Uh, get over, get out there and vote. Like I say, the, the link's on Lucha Central if uh, you don't know how to get to the CMLL home site in English. 
Uh, you have to you have to use a little bit of Google Foo to do that. If if you don't speak very good Spanish, or uh, Miranda might be able to help you if you are uh, really nice on Instagram. Yeah, uh, I'll consider it. I also take vibes, and you can also buy me T-shirts uh, from Legends of Lucha Libre on HotTopic.com. All acceptable forms of payment. So uh, that. That's uh, that's what I got for the quick road back to shows. We are going to have a lot more on that CMLL story next week, but we are with so much stuff going on. It, it felt like it was a better idea to talk about it in, in one bigger sitting as opposed to hinting at it and then going over it again next week. All right. Well, and, you know, speaking of uh, all of the rest of the news that we have, we do have some news on the indie roundup. So, you know what that means. So I did a lot of a lot more digging. I really need to get a hold of my guy at Lucha Time. I did a lot more digging. I watched a couple of YouTube videos. They kept giving them bigger numbers, but it felt like I was watching the same three matches. The Azrael, uh, Saizo, Principe de Oro trio or three-way match, Baby Extreme versus the Tiger, Alex Black, Redimundo, Chavez Boy versus Mafioso, Bamba, and, and, and Granda. Uh, for the refresher on that, Azrael wins the trios, Baby Extreme wins the against Tiger, and the Mafioso Bamba Gran, Granda team wins uh, with the with explosions. Then <laughs> those three. So I'm not sure. There's another Lucha Time event somewhere out there that I am missing, and I apologize, fans. I did spend a lot of time trying to find it, but uh, it, it feels like the same event. Uh, so I'm not sure what I need to do, but hopefully we will have some firm, real Lucha Time news for you soon. Uh, that is what I had for the the, the, the match I watched, the, the card that I watched three times under different video names. Uh, also this week, uh, we had IWRG release their Ray Del Ring part Day 2 from the Arena Nal Capan. Uh you had starting off you had Freelance against Chicanito in a singles match. Freelance won that. Your second match, Puma de Oro and Flystar. Puma de Oro won that. Your third match, Dragon Bane and Lunatic Extreme and Dragon Bane won that. And then in the main event, which was a really exciting rumble, but it did have some technical issues because if you were paying attention, some people were defeated without actually being on camera. But you had Hijo de Canis Lupus winning the the, uh, the rumble match itself. And also involved in that was uh, Trauma 1, Death Metal, Chavin, Capo del Norte, Official AK-47, Herodes Jr., Hijo del Pirata Morgan, Heidi Karui, Alasta Oro, Lolita, Septimo Dragon, Lou Dark Shaitan, Diosa Quetzal. Uh, so you, I mean, you had, this is one of my favorite parts about this. There was, you had, you had legit intergender wrestling going on in the middle of this and the distinct possibility that, uh, 
like Ludark Shaitan or Diosa Quetzal, who are both Nova hot right now, uh, winning this whole thing. They were near, both near the end. I didn't, unfortunately, they were the ones that I didn't see get eliminated. So I don't know what happened, but congratulations to Higo De Canis Lupus. Uh, and it, it was a fun match. It's up on YouTube. Definitely go check it out. Um, I believe we have a direct link to it on Lucha Central because that's where I got, I watched it the first time was through the Lucha Central YouTube channel. And that is yeah. what I have for the Indie Roundup right now. There's plenty of stuff. I just had to make a few. We will have lots more in the Indie Roundup because there's lots of events that have happened just now or happened over the weekend, this massive weekend that I, I wanted to give more time to next week when we have a little more time. everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. Monday, Lucha Libre Figures and Facts returns with a brand new episode focused on the legendary L.A. Park, the original La Parca, and Jeffrey and Eric look at his 1994 Kalean action figure. Plus, get updates on the Boss Fight Studio Legends of Lucha Libre action figures and collectibles coming soon. Find the video version of each episode on the Lucha Central YouTube page at luchacentral.com or listen on your favorite podcast platform. Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, there will be a special Tuesday night edition of Photo Versus as photographers Jerry Villagrana and Alfredo Alvarado go mano a mano with their photos of Ultimo Ninja, who's better known these days as WWE's Umberto Garza. And the superstar himself will be joining the show. You don't want to miss this Tuesday at Facebook.com slash Lucha Central. On Tuesdays, Mass Match and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday night's live is WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener Collins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. 
special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central weekly podcast, one in English y el otro en Español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Big thanks to Denise Salcedo with the Lucha Central Central. And now we have WWE. As we told you last week, we previewed and we set up a lot of Lucha-related matches and other Lucha-related happenings within WWE SummerSlam weekend. So let's get to it. And if you remember, we said last week WWE was largely treading water to get us to SummerSlam. And we thought things were changing, maybe going to see some new champions, some new matchups, but if that's what you were expecting, we have a disappointing SummerSlam for you Lucha fans this week. Our first Lucha action of the night came courtesy of Angel and Andrade versus Street Profits. Um, on a side note, I really wish the Zelina Angel Andrade faction had a name, but that's regardless. We had Kevin Owens on commentary. WWE worked really hard to give it a big match feel. Only for Angel and Andrade to lose. <sighs> and next up, we had our Luchas de Apuestas match between Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville that had been changed to a career versus career loser leaves town match rather than the hair versus hair match that we had been building to all this time. It's been reported that the finish was changed due to personal issues going on for Sonya. And I... You know, I'm fine with that, but the match did feel weird as a result. Uh, there was a lot of early action, but later on, there's just a lot of, like, the psychology never made sense. There was a table that came out but never got used. That's just bad storytelling. Uh, just a lot of elements of other weird storytelling for a finish. Uh, Mandy won, but it felt very strange. Then we had, you know, like my most awaited match. I'm sure a lot of other people's too. The Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins match. We've talked a lot before about how a luchador's look and presentation really can affect your opinion and how they seem to be a bigger deal or not quite as a deal. But they really, everybody really knocked mm -hmm. it out of the park with their gear for this match. Seth wore gear inspired by Ray's phantom suit that he wore against Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc in 1997. And Dominic had an amazing vest with a hood with the Mysterio um, Falcons and a tights combo that harkened back to Nightwing from the Batman comics. Everybody really looked amazing. The match itself was fantastic. I was a little unhappy with it at first, but when I watched it the second time to take some notes, the psychology in the ring actually kind of worked for me. 
Dominic was never shown to be better or stronger than Seth. And although I wanted him to be, I wanted him to get that revenge. It actually just makes sense that he wouldn't be in his first match ever. So despite all of us wanting Dominic to win, Seth pulled off the win by curb stomping him in front of a handcuffed Rey Mysterio. That, That was actually a great visual and one hell of a Rudo move from Seth. And Seth has said several times in interviews that their feud is meant to be long-form storytelling. And so I'm actually at my most excited in this story now to see where it goes. Because it's the kind of thing that we haven't seen in wrestling in a long time. And I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. What did you guys think of SummerSlam? Brendan, what were your thoughts on SummerSlam? Uh, I mean, uh, much like you, because kilter or not really. This really was the one that that had, and I I agree that Dom looked great. I really liked that they did this. They did a very smart thing with that. Is that uh, they played all of the booking or all of the the framing of it played ever put him in a situation where he was doing what he shouldn't have been doing. So he got to look strong through the whole thing, even though to your point, he never should have looked. Strong. And I think they did that. Yeah, I think um, they did a great job of that. I, I, the story of Slam missed opportunity. Like you had the, the tag match was was just they did something else. Even if they wanted to keep the belt out, they could uh this faction, whatever we want to start. Um, uh, they could say a, a kind of a, a reversal of a fortunes. Sort of maybe I mean, nobody wants to see a DQ loss at, at SummerSlam. Like mm-hmm. uh, have them cheat to to win and barely pull out instead of uh, what we got, which just really felt like never were supposed to. Uh, and same thing. Like there was was great. I was really into. But then it felt weird because they were there for a hot second. It was into place, and then they they just let it drop again. And I was kind of disappointed with that. Yeah. That poor table. That poor table. <laughs> uh, I, I have to admit, when Seth came out in that Ray-inspired gear, like, my eyes just, like, popped out of my head. It was oh, so... Oh, me too. So good, and I think oh, that's so cool. why so there's, there's elements of the match that felt really, really good and had a really high spot and high marks, and there were others that, because the expectations were set fairly high, kind of fell maybe a little flat. Um, but even just the history, too, I mean, Ray wore that that inspired outfit or, or that, that purple phantom suit when he wrestled Eddie Guerrero, who also has a history with the family, at SummerSlam. So, like, there was really a lot of subtlety. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't mention anything about that in commentary. Like, they put it on social media, but commentary said nothing about it. And I was I noticed surprised that. I was because, so surprised, too. Yeah. Because, again, it, it's, it's a, another dig at it. And so I don't know if they just don't acknowledge those things on commentary. They just keep everything very surface level. 
But I, I agree with the way Dominic was presented, that he wasn't ever looked at as someone who was stronger or faster, but he was someone who is, you know, a third-generation wrestler, someone who's dealt with a lot with what Seth has put his family through and just someone with a lot of heart, and I think that came through. I, I wasn't a big fan of the distractions with, uh, you know, um, Ray's wife and, and Dominic's mom coming out to lead the distraction for Ray to to get kind of caught up with, with Seth and the fact that she kind of just lingered at the top, like you could see cameras <laughs> there still lingering. That yeah. was kind of, uh, that was something that just kind of bothered me that took away from the match. Yeah, it was weird, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, but overall... It broke my suspension uh, of disbelief, yeah. Exactly. It just It's like, okay, she's out here, you know, for... And I get it. I mean, like, what they did at the beginning was Ray explained to her, like, you know what? I told him I wouldn't interfere. Like, if there was even more expression on her face to be like, <laughs> I can't watch this, I would have believed it. But her face was, like, cold. Like, nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> that was very confusing. I do also have to admit that I... I was surprised that on uh, Angel and Andrade lost. I thought that this was going to be the culmination of I did too. you know weeks yeah, yep. and weeks of story, and the fact that they lost just it threw me off guard. So unless we're getting something at payback, like what are we, like what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Please tell me because I'm I'm honestly 100% lost. What are we doing here? Oh, uh, so it's, that's yeah, my it's, decision. It based on on. So we'll get to that. It just feels like they're doing a circular thing with them. Like, will, will you guys try a little bit? I'm gonna change else, and this is unfortunately what seems to happen with a lot of doors that in the with another to be to that standard of Eddie Rare. I'm optimistic. I'm choosing to be optimistic that they're going to go a direction with that at some point. But right now, it just feels like a holding pattern for mm-hmm. the guys that are on the, the main roster. It does. And then we get to Monday Night Raw, live from the WWE Thunderdome. And this was the night that really proved a lot of the potential issues with the Thunderdome. But we also got a you know fairly good match between Montez Ford and Angel Garza. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still going on, but whatever. Um, it, Bachelor <laughs> Demi was ringside in the Yoko seat, and Ivar came out, and again, he snatched her fickle attention with nothing but a turkey leg. And that scene was what derailed Angel's momentum and lets Montez Ford get the win with the prettiest rotated fro- frog splash in all of wrestling. Then later on in the night, we had a tag match between Rey Mysterio and Dominic against Murphy and Seth. Uh, This was a great match, and you could tell Rey was loving it. He just really liked being in a match and in the ring with the sun. But then Retribution appeared, and they disrupted the match. It was a disqualification then, and that was you know the match and also we had smackdown can't forget smackdown there was a smackdown tag team title match between the tag division of lucha house party against cesaro and nakamura and unfortunately despite a great showing lucha house party lost this week 
And after the loss, Lince blew up at Kalisto. So things may be changing for these luchadors between Lince or Kalisto's new look and Lince and Grandma League's really cohesive and dynamic tag team. I don't think either one necessarily needs the other one. And so I think Kalisto might be ready to do his own thing while Grand Metalik and Lindsay Dorado do their thing. Yeah. So what did that you guys be, think of that? Yeah. I a little twist. Uh, and uh, so I was hoping. That was what I, where I actually And how about the Thunderdome? What did you guys think about the Thunderdome, Miranda? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I think it's a it's an interesting element. Um, and we talked about this uh, in a different conversation about how um, visually it's pretty cool, but audio wise, WWE seems to be playing whatever they want to play. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like the audio is connected to the audience in the Thunderdome. They are chiming in whatever they want, and we saw that in SummerSlam and on on Raw. As far as you know, cheer for the faces and boot for the heels that they did exactly. So that too, I mean, it, it isn't that surprising in some ways because that's what they're known for. Um, auto audio manipulation is is something that they've been doing for a long time, um, and I wasn't surprised that that was part of the Thunderdome. Um, so, you know, but I, I I do think that, uh, and I don't know, this was for SmackDown, but a lot of the panning of shots as well was very fast, and it kind of just, like, it was a blur sometimes of how quickly mm-hmm. they move from one camera angle to another. I felt like it slowed down a bit this uh, week for, for Smack, or I mean, for SummerSlam, um, and even portions of Raw, but it, like, I don't know, maybe it was just also some of the action in the, in the ring. Um, it was a pretty fast pace, and so they kept moving, you know, back and forth. But, you know, if that's a contribution of, of the Thunderdome um, and just this new visual, I, you know, just slowing down the camera angles a little bit would be appreciated on my poor little head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can totally agree with that. They really zip through, and I mean... I I could see myself at SummerSlam, but I couldn't... I mean, like, there was really no time to focus on anybody at SmackDown. It just went very quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, some of that is, is because they're afraid of people doing the kind of things that the Thunderdome got in the news for this week. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. For those of you that don't know, uh, I'm not going to... We don't need to go into too much detail. You can figure out pretty easily. The internet did internet things because they were allowed unlimited access to be on television. So... Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you can see it on social media. If you haven't seen yeah. pictures of you know different things that people put up or did on on the in the Thunderdome. You should just yeah there you could go on to Twitter or Instagram or even Facebook and scroll through and you'll be able to see some of of the 
uh, photos of, you know, some people, what they did uh, as far as, you know, display pictures or messages during the Thunderdome. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really, yeah, shame on those guys. It was a, a, yeah, the Thunderdome could be awesome. Come on, guys, let's elevate it, make it better. By wearing our Callisto mask. Yes. <laughs> or Lince Dorado. <laughs> <laughs> well, WWE, we saw a, a little bit of WWE news left later on in the show. Uh, but next, I mean, we didn't have our typical Wednesday Night Wars uh, this past week because AEW Dynamite was on Saturday. Uh, around the same time as NXT TakeOver, and boy, did we get some uh, some cool things happen um, on that. Plus, we had some great uh, matches on Dark. Um, Dusty, go ahead and, and, and take, a, take it away. Yeah, so we had on Dynamite, Saturday Night Dynamite, we had the Natural Nightmares and Jurassic Express versus Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and the Blade. This match started immediately with all the teams hitting each other before they could even get the match announced. Um, like, it was crazy. It was insane. Uh, Dustin Rhodes hit Phoenix with a Canadian destroyer, if that gives you any idea how crazy mm-hmm. this match was. Um, <laughs> then at the end, Pentagon and Butcher got to fighting with each other, kind of over who was going to you know, get the win and the, the finisher. And Jungle Boy took advantage of the moment and won. After the match, Eddie Kingston came out and said, you know, we're all kind of the kings of indies. We need to work together. We're the guys. We can't be fighting amongst ourselves. And now they're kind of their own faction. So that's interesting with Eddie Kingston at the helm. And, like, he is a great microphone man. And so he is going to really add a lot to that pairing because they really needed somebody on the microphone that could step up and, be their talker well and, yeah i yeah. felt like they, they set something up with that too because at the end of that yeah. eddie eddie gave a little bit of a sly wink to the camera so uh-huh. I feel like yeah, you knew. there's a there's a little extra going on there yes yeah and and also in this episode we had the aew women's tag team cup tournament final I believe in Diamante versus the Nightmare Sisters, Brandy Rose and Ashley. This was such a good match. Diamante and Eva Lee looked so dominant. Uh, they worked great together. Eva Lee threw some of the meanest re- elbows I've ever ever seen in wrestling. Um, it, it Diamante had a like a tornado suplex. It was incredible. It was really a tour de force for both of these two women. And then after they win, they they beat Brandy Rhodes. They do the impossible. After yeah. they win, they get a trophy and flowers, and they trash the flower Medusa's feet and grab their flags. And, mm-hmm. like, this is such good stuff. It's exciting stuff for both them and for us as fans. I was yeah. really excited. I was yeah, the pairing and with the win and I yeah. it was what I wanted, but you never always get I mean like you never really get what you want in wrestling. And <laughs> but this time I did. Like it was so perfect. I mean yeah. truly perfect. 
it was it, uh, I it was definitely slow clapping in my house by myself uh, <laughs> just because I, the, it was the right decision. Um, and we've talked about this for weeks now, really. I mean, you have the experienced veterans, you know, and, and even though they weren't, I mean, Brandy and Allie, even though they've been a team for a while, they weren't super cohesive. But you could argue that they had a little bit more cohesion than Ivelisse and Diamante. But you had a lot of similarities between them, not only culturally, but just in wrestling style and training mm-hmm. um, and experience that this pairing made so much sense. Um, so I'm glad they, you know, it really did feel like the right decision as far as putting them over. Um, now mm-hmm. the big question is what's next, you know, what is, what is next for them? How do they build them up? Um, uh, or what do they do with them next? But I thought it was a great match. We did talk about it last week too, about there was some comedy elements in the match, um, more on the shenanigan side of Brandy and Allie. Um, that's been very normal for their typical of their matches, but it didn't, uh, get, too overwhelming in the match. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I appreciated that they didn't go too comedy. Um, and some of their distractions did end up impacting the match towards the end, but uh, felicidades, like, congratulations. Ab- yes, big congratulations. Yes. Uh, I, yes. I said on, on social media several places, uh, I think even here on this show, that I, I would flip a table. Uh, so I want everyone to know I had a table set up. Ready he was to ready flip. to flip it. He was ready to flip the AEW, but he didn't. So good for you. The, you gave mm-hmm. me the result I wanted, but I mean, I I wasn't. I'm not going to be one of those internet people that's going to say something and then not do it. So I had the table ready to flip, but uh, <laughs> thank goodness I didn't have to do it. Because my neighbors also... would have been upset. Oh, keep going. <laughs> We also had Dark this week. It was another yeah. really long episode, nearly two hours long, but it was excellent throughout. And we also had some amazing Lucha action woven in throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. The Initiative versus Luther and Sepentico. Um, talk about a long episode. This was a match that went way too long for my taste. After rushing the bell and immediately beating down the initiative, there really wasn't anything that happened in the next 10 minutes that was noteworthy before the finish. Um, as much as I love Serpentico, this just wasn't a great match for anybody involved, but at least Serpentico and Luther picked up a much needed win on Dark. It's, they are now 2-0 and as a tag team. Yeah, they're on the they're on the border of the the rankings at this point. Yeah, they're climbing up, and we had <laughs> Proud and Powerful versus Coney Islands, the Metro Bros. I <laughs> loved the commentary t- selling how tough and like over the line Proud and Powerful are before the match yeah. even started. Like they really put them over as being you know, dangerous and very tough competitors. And they dominated the Metro boys the entire match. It was like a cat playing with a mouse. Yeah. Um, And then they, they got the win only for best friends to run in trying to settle those bleach clothes and Sue's van. They were mad about all of that. So they had a fight going, but proud powerful actually got the upper hand at the end. Ortiz had an amazing suplex on Chuck Taylor onto a trash can. It was an amazing post-match fight and it sets up more of their dynamite feud helps advance that story. I loved every second of this. The whole thing was amazing. 
And then in the main event, we had the Hybrid 2 versus Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. TH2R, I believe, based on last week's graphic, 3 and 1. But they didn't give them a match graphic this week, so I'm not 100% on that. But this was a match I was really looking forward to. The athleticism of everybody involved, especially Jack Evans, Sonny Kiss, made this a much must-watch match for me. Um, Evans helped his team pick up the win after hitting a really beautiful black backside bridge to get the pin on Sonny Kiss. I mean, you have to see it to understand it. It's incredible. And it picked up a surprising and win, TH2. Okay. Uh, so then, just real quick for you. Uh, and Helico is listed as three and three is for his tag team record now. Hmm. Excellent. Good to know. I, that's what I facts. That's what I'm here for, right? <laughs> Man, we're playing and, yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> this week's episode of Thursday Night Dynamite was not available for review before we started recording this episode of our podcast. But AEW announced an eight-man tag match with Lucha Bros and Butcher and Blade, uh, with of course Eddie Kingston as their group leader versus Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss teaming with Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. And then they also announced Matt Hardy versus Sammy in a tables match. There's yes. some very exciting matches coming up that we will have reviewed for you next week. Yeah, that, that's the AEW's first tables match on television. Uh, they may have done them on some house shows or something, but they're advertising as their first televised tables match. So I'm, it, it's history making and uh, also super exciting. Yes. Well, speaking of, of history making, I, I'm sure we were going to get to it, but I just can't contain my excitement over something that <laughs> did happen on this uh, Saturday's. Uh, edition of Dynamite, something that we had teased possibly last week as far as rumors and speculations, but she wrote the show. She showed up to challenge Hikaru Shida at All Out for the AEW's Women's Championship. Uh, so good. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. such a good promo, good, just good visual. Uh, and I, this was... Uh, I, I, this is exactly what I think that the women's division needs right now. A very uh, credible yeah. challenger for Hikaru Shida. Very mm-hmm. credible. I mean, she is still the reigning NWA women's championship champion, you know, has wrestled all over the world. Truly, mm-hmm. You know, could have Hikaru Shida's card at any time. Um, and Rosa's just coming in a hundred percent fierce, just yeah. really going at it. So I, I'm just thrilled. I'm so you know, excited. I mean, it is bringing in kind of quote unquote an outsider, but I mean, really what's the harm, you know, um, in that and mm-hmm. you know AEW seems to have a, a, a good relationship with the NWA uh, yes. a lot of the people I, in the it's company, my under- so it's my understanding that Billy Corgan is going to accompany her to her contract signing on Thursday night dynamite oh. very very possible yeah. so before we started recording there was a little bit of AEW that was on and mm-hmm. they were running a promo piece for this, and they were showing NWA footage while talking yes, about Thunder Rosa. So yes. uh, they very definitely have signed off on this. And what makes that extra cool is to to 
Miranda's point, this adds a big match feel to it. Like this is mm-hmm. not this is not just uh, we're going to throw some, a monster at Cheetah and let her uh, and have the story be how is this tiny person going to win? This is champion versus champion, company versus company on a pay per view. Like it it's it's a huge match with a huge match feel, and it's it, I love it. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm thrilled for Thunder Rosa too to have this platform because you know she's very well known on the independent scene and even though she's wrestled all over the world she's primarily based in Texas um, mm-hmm. so maybe there's parts of of the U.S. that haven't seen her yet um, but they will in, during All Out and again mm, yeah. this is really good for the women's division hopefully it lights a fire under this division and gets some momentum and gets some storytelling and who who knows if this is a longer story that they could tell or a one-off, but they're also giving it time to flourish and time to build this story. And I think that's a, it's a wonderful thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, it, it's really a dream match in 2020. You know, we're, we're not getting a whole lot of them, even though there's so many crazy things happening this year. This is truly a, a dream match. Um, and the fact that it's in the AEW women's division, I'm applauding them for that. They still have a long ways to go. I'm, I'm, they still have a long ways to go. We'll talk about NXT. NXT, for me, definitely <laughs> has the best women's division in all of pro wrestling. So you got to wait for mm-hmm. that. However, you're taking good steps. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great steps. Like all the potential that there is for the first time, it looks like you could reach that the height that NXT mm-hmm. is at with their women's division. So very exciting. Yeah, I agree. Indeed. And of course, these results for both AEW Dark and Dynamite are available on LuchaCentral.com. The results for Thursday night's episode will be available. So even though we weren't able to talk about it, you can still get your results on LuchaCentral.com. And speaking of NXT, we also had a wild weekend in NXT with TakeOver and this week's NXT that happened uh, on Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to go with the big story first, uh, you know, because it's hard not to talk about it. It definitely has a ripple effect. The main event of NXT TakeOver was Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. Uh, this match had a really great start to me with Keith Lee being super aggressive, super quick. I mean, they've had such a strong buildup to this. And really, I mean, it, it could have gone either way. I think Keith Lee, um, you know, his reign was still very young and early. But they literally, a lot of the imagery, the music, a lot of what they built around TakeOver 30 was built around Karrion Cross. So it made absolute sense when when the bell rang and the match was done, Karrion Cross was your new NXT champion. Um, it, it was a slower match, I think, than what most NXT fans are used to. Um, when you've had champions like Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor, uh, even Samoa Joe uh, and uh, Tommaso Ciampa, you get a lot of fast-paced matches. This was a lot more drawn out. Um, so I know there was some... Um, back and forth on, on, cause I was on wrestling Twitter for a little bit. It was, I, I was for slightly <laughs> a few minutes. I, I saw that. Yes. I got off, but uh, <laughs> there, there was a lot of, of back and forth on that. Um, however, shortly after the match, WWE announced 
Kieran Cross has suffered a shoulder injury. Um, he At that point, he was going to go through an MRI, and we would know later on more in the week. And the first segment of NXT this week was Kieran Cross coming to the ring, announcing that uh, he was relinquishing the NXT championship, that his injury... Um, yeah. was severe. Not We don't know any details as far as what exactly the injury was. It was speculated that it was a, a separated shoulder. However, um, you know, we don't know what the time frame is as far as how long it's going to take if he, uh, to recover, if he's going to need surgery, any of that. So that was, I mean, that's a, a big, I mean, it. my, my heart hurts. Uh, for someone who's worked so incredibly hard and someone who has had such a force in NXT in the short amount of time, they really shot him up straight to the top to win the NXT mm-hmm. championship and to have to relinquish it after a short amount of time. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. 2020 sucks y'all. <laughs> yeah, this year. True. <laughs> they were the, very the, effective the with the, with the imagery of it, though, where they put the hourglass in the ring and the yeah. TikTok, yeah. like, I loved that on his exit. But, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. very sad. I well, I, uh, I agree. I I, uh, I take some comfort in knowing that uh, he is the kind of guy that's not going to uh, let that be the end of it. So he will be back, and we've seen what he's capable of and the heights he can reach, so I know that he'll be right back in the main event picture as soon as he comes back. Yeah. There are some silver linings to this one. He wasn't with NXT very long. So fans, of course, did not get tired of him or bored or his story was still very fresh and new. So Mm -hmm. they could easily bring him back when he recovers and it will be just as new as when he came along. He has a very strong visual, as as Dusty had mentioned, you know, very strong persona. So Mm -hmm. that translates so well on TV and that imagery that I think that fans are going to quickly reconnect. Um, And even his character, I mean, started off as more of a heel because of, you know, going against Keith Lee. But he could easily come back, maybe not as a face, but he could go up against a heel um, in any program and still be received really well. So there's so many facets to him that I think when he does come back, he'll be easily be able to slot into um, the title picture um, just because it was still so fresh and new. that mm-hmm. And it's NXT. There's been a lot of comparisons against what happened with him and Finn Balor when Finn had to vacate the title, uh, the Universal Championship. But that is Monday Night Raw. That is yeah. completely different. NXT yeah. seems to be in its own bubble still. So, um, mm-hmm. And we saw that, too, even with uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Um, you know, Tommaso had to vacate his championship, um, and he was able to come back and still have some great matches as well so um yeah. i think there's still plenty of time for for carrying um but it's still i mean it sucks you know it's it still yeah. it still sucks absolutely and uh hope he I, has I'm a just very be... yeah as yeah. as the resident Twitter dweller, I have to force myself to be the positive person. So uh, I, that's where <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> uh, well, now real quick, we do have a uh, a fatal four way Iron Man match that's going to be happening next week uh, to determine the new NXT champion Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Finn Balor uh-huh. versus Adam Cole. That's going to be who? It's so, insane. Yeah. 
going back to TakeOver, during the pre-show match, uh, speaking of disappointing Lucha Libre uh, oh, tag no. matches, WWE went two for two. Well, actually, this was the first one. The other, Anyways. <laughs> The point is, we had a triple threat tag team uh, match to determine the number one contenders for the NXT tag team titles. Um, Legato de Fantasma was involved with Joaquin Wild and, and um, uh, Joaquin Mendoza. and Mendoza. And, yeah, Raul Mendoza. Uh, Raul Mendoza, yes. Um, they were involved uh, in in that, as, along with uh, Breezango was also involved. Um, and Breezango won. Surprisingly, I have to admit, uh, I was surprised. Brizango won. Uh, that turned into a actual NXT title match against Imperium on uh, this week's episode of NXT, and they won. So your yeah. new NXT champions are uh, Brizango. Um, however, yeah. this could actually be a good thing for Legado de Fantasma because we have seen Brizango and uh, Legado de Fantasma interacting and fighting each other uh, over the past few weeks. It's so true. if anyone has a, you know, a, a straight line to the new tag champions, um, that's, that's Raul and Joaquin. So I'm, I'm as, as Brendan would say, being the resident optimist, <laughs> I'm being optimistic that this is all being done. So Legado de Fantasma could become tag team champions, and all the gold is with Legado. I, that's what I want, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very working very hard to be optimistic on this one. Yeah. But speaking of gold, Santos Escobar successfully defended uh, his cruiserweight championship uh, in a match against Isaiah. Uh, easily the match of the night as far as. Mm-hmm. Um, between them. Amazing. Great match. Uh, you know, Santos was doing a lot of this before the end of the match. Uh, Raul Martin did show up, cause a little bit of a distraction. Um, it didn't do the job, though. That Santos had had uh, put it on and did a headbutt, tope, as we would say in it. Two ideas for Scott knocking him um, and and winning the match. So there's lots of theories that there's some lead in there. No. Kind of that lucha mask. Yeah, like a yeah. I, I I heard it on Twitter. It's all heritage, culture, and legacy that's in that mask. That's all that this oh. is. There. Oh, <laughs> it looked like a blackjack to me. I must have been mistaken. That may fall under heritage or culture or legacy, but it, that's what was in there. That's I'm sure what they'll claim was, was all part of the mask, you know, but hey, it's, it's an interesting utilization of mask. Um, in, in this case, because that's one of the, the pillars of this group is that they're not hiding behind masks anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that that could be a, a tool for them, I'm very interested to see how that plays out. And again, Brizango came out uh, during the match to confront uh, Joaquin and Raul. So again, I think that there's that's, that there's a bigger plan for them. I'm, I'm being optimistic in this. There's a bigger plan uh, for the tag titles, and hopefully that goes through Legado de Fantasma. And with the best division, women's division in all of wrestling, I'm just Indeed. putting it out there. 
<laughs> I believe it. Uh, NXT, uh, Dakota Kai faced Io Shirai uh, for the NXT Women's Championship with uh, Dakota Kai was being accompanied by Raquel Gonzalez. Yes. And uh, you know, Raquel did her job as an enforcer. She even got involved a little bit in the match to try and help Dakota Kai. However, Io Shirai is just too damn good and Io retained. <laughs> However, at the end of the mm-hmm. match, Raquel was not having it. So she uh, was trying to attack EO, and all of a sudden we had Rhea Ripley come out. And having that standoff between Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez, oh. thumbs up, thumbs up. I, I had shivers so in that good. moment. That that moment just had I didn't know. Just... I watched mm-hmm. that until I saw it, and then I was like, okay now. Okay. Okay. All right, NXT. I believe you. I believe you. I mean, very similar statures and height, both mm-hmm. powerhouses. I mean, so much they, they could tell in this story. Um, and it went on into uh, NXT as far as this week's episode. We had a tag match Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai versus Io Shirai and Rio Ripley. The big surprise here was Raquel Pandaria. That, I mean, that, that's yeah. a, a huge, uh, probably the biggest, you know, pin for, for Raquel's career in NXT, uh, yeah. the former NXT, NXT women's champion. So it looks like they are moving full steam ahead with Raquel and Rhea, at least for, for the immediate future. Um, so let, yeah, Brennan, let us have it. Tell, tell us your thoughts. <laughs> I mean, everybody at this point knows that I've been I, I've been the Raquel fan for a while, and uh, our notes like this had Raquel is back with an exclamation point on it. Like everything about this is great because not only is it a good story, like you you were talking about, where you've got these two big powerful women that are going to be feuding, but it's it's elevating Raquel's brand. She is about to have that breakout moment where she's not just the bodyguard anymore she's going to be a force in the in the women's division uh, just to to quote you the best division mm-hmm. uh, so, um yeah we're gonna it's it's uh putting putting someone who i have seen all of the earmarkings of of greatness on over the last couple of years uh up to that point and and hopefully she takes that opportunity and goes with it is a really exciting thing for me like i uh I will be there uh, watching that match as soon as, uh, as, you know, as soon as we get it announced, I will be setting aside time to make sure I'm right there watching uh, on either on the computer or if there's tickets, I might even go fly out of Florida and COVID central and, and be a match. Cause that is, uh, that's going to be something else. And uh, you know, so again, I want to remind people, this is a, a, Second generation luchador, lucha talent. She's got uh, she's got all kinds of uh, untapped skills that we haven't haven't seen on TV and in this brand yet. And we've seen Rhea is a person that can bring that out in people. So you look for big things to come out of this match. Dusty, what are your thoughts on uh, everything that happened in, in NFT uh, this past week? Oh, yeah. I mean, there was so much. My personal favorite part was that Shotzi Blackheart ran over Robert Stone with the tank. Yes. 
Like, I, I will never get sick of seeing him get run over with that tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. And, and Shotzi, Shotzi's wonderful. A, a quick mention, oh, I, we, we didn't have uh-huh. enough time to cover everyone. I know uh, Mercedes Martinez was also on this week's episode. Shotzi uh-huh. Blackheart got a, a good win over Mia Yim as well. So it seems like they may be setting her up for a future title shot. And I think, I mean, Shotzi is someone with, with charisma, attitude, fun. And, yeah, I will never know. Not laugh at her running over Robert Stone. <laughs> it's amazing. Like he's perfect for that. We got to see a little of Shotzi's charisma uh, away from the ring this last week too. I I don't. I'm assuming you saw it on Instagram as well. But mm-hmm. uh, the the whole there was an ordeal that I'm referencing for those of you that don't know that where she had her car stolen, including her gear. And there's a wonderful moment that uh, fortunately one of her friends uh, was able to record for her where she went out to the scene where her car was at and her helmet, which she was the on was going crazy over, happened to be in the car. And uh, at this point is being memed as find a, a better love story than Shotzi and her helmet. So uh, <laughs> love story. We don't get lots of happy endings in wrestling. I'm glad yes. we have one. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yes, uh, NXT next week will be on Tuesday. So I'm still trying to sort out how all of these schedule changes are happening. <laughs> uh, but we will have those results with us next week. And, of course, they are available on LuchaCentral.com. Now we head to this part of the show, one that we talked about earlier, and us as a team are very excited for all of you to listen to. It is part two of our interview with AAA superstar Mystery Iguana. Last week, he got to share with us uh, some of his insights in Lucha Libre, uh, also talking about wrestling for AAA and, uh, you know, his, his social media presence and how he navigates through that. Um, this week, he has some more stories to share more great insights uh from from him um yeah i mean this this overall is is probably one of our favorite interviews that we've done as a team Mm -hmm. even though we're still very young at this uh easily one of our favorite interviews uh so go ahead and listen to part two of our interview with mr iwana I've also um, really been loving recently your Consejos Verdes videos on YouTube. Will you and Yeska be making any future videos? Like, is there anything that you can kind of give us a hint about well, that we'll be seeing in the Well, I started the doing the videos there? like uh, for giving like children, like a par- uh, parody of of children at Bison, you know, with the pop. <laughs> I, yes, because yeah, I, I felt like yeah, I love uh, them. people. I've seen another wrestlers and another uh, guys doing content in this pandemic, and they're like too, um, how you say? It's very obligated, you know. Like you, they they do it because they don't have nothing, but it does. It's not funny, or so. And like, okay, I'm doing these videos too, but, but as horrible as them, uh, but bad edition and thing. <laughs> so yes, because I will not, I will not make the the HD videos that they make. Like I don't know with GoPro and stuff. Nah, uh, try to do children advice, try to do some uh, positive advices, like uh, for a content of our family, like personal defense mm-hmm. and nutrition, uh, a ba- uh, 
uh, vegetable diets that I'm following, like like my lifestyle, but the things that I would like people to do. I won't say, I won't put a shirt that says, hey, it's 100% vegan in a AAA show, but I can do a, a video like explaining kids, this is like eating plants, eating food, or I can explain kids uh, personal defense with the Yesca, trying to, to do that part, you know, to le- uh, make make uh, content to people and learn something, not only like, hey, watch my video, it's me doing stuff. No, it's watch the video of this guy doing like a tutorial. Yeah, I actually had my wife watch your personal defense video. It was really informative. You enjoy, you enjoy your I, wife I doing really you the, that one. The- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was really wrenching my arm there, but it, I, I was glad. I think she it's was very learning, important, so. and most in this time that um, there are a lot of well, you know, this this year is crazy, and with all the the feminist protests in in all the world, but they need to defense. They need to have self defense. More women and children too. I, I specify in the video that this technique can be used by kids for. A defense for bullying in the schools. I've been learning. Uh, I've been teaching before uh, having my lucha career. This backed up like two years ago. I teach kids in a gym to self-defense classes to to for kids anti-bullying for jujitsu and krav maga for them oh, because so cool. it's amazing how how they get bullied and they don't know how to fight. They don't know how to uh, control a situation. So that. Uh, Maybe in the street, they have this situation, a guy that wants to do something. You'll be amazed how a kid, a seven-year-old kid can choke you out. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) But it's something they have to learn. I mean, instead of having a weapon, instead of, uh, I don't know, of doing violence, he can choke out a kid or he can choke out a a guy that wants to attack him or or wants to adopt him. The same as women. If they have a, an attacker, well, they can control him in a bar. They can control him in the streets instead of doing some harm. Because, well, yeah. Yeah, doing harm, you get in legal issues and stuff. So better to control people. And that's when I say in the video, it's better to be a warrior in a land of flowers than being a florist in a land of war. Yes. Agree. And it's very impactful. It's empowering, you know, what you're teaching is not just what to do when you're in trouble. It's empowering people to feel comfortable with their strength and and that they have power within themselves to, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. take care of themselves in a situation like that. I have a, I have a a philosophy. It's because I became sick of the influencers from my, from my country. Well, also the older world, but. In my city, in my country, there's like these kids with a lot of money doing a lot of, uh, with a lot of views, something like Kardashians in the United States. So <laughs> these guys are called influencers, but it's guys that have a lot of fans, but they don't do nothing, just being having money. So I always thought that this world needs more heroes and less idols because an idol is a guy you can like, but he doesn't do nothing by being an idol, but a hero. Here is the guy that changes the world. So I say, I always tell people, I prefer to be a hero, or be the guy that always suffer, than be some kind of uh, Fugazi idol. That's great. 
it's yeah i really i really like that uh, that mm-hmm. that line in particular the about the about needing heroes and not idols it's a awesome. great it's a great way to, to to encapsulate that whole philosophy i really really like that um so you have been you were you were teaching self defense before you've been doing video content now um and you mentioned your your training issues that were happening early in this is that what has the what have you been doing during the covid-19 to uh to to work to either train or do something new and different with yourself is it just the video content is there something that you've been doing at home or uh, are you training in new and different ways well i'm in training and right now i'm in mazatlan and it's a beach side. It's a beach city, mm-hmm. and I lived in Culiacan. But in Culiacan, I was uh, when I I had I was working on the radio station before um, mm-hmm. signing with AAA. But I I already quit the job because well, AAA it's it's paying me right. It's paying all the wrestlers in this pandemic, so they're taking care of us. So every month they give us a, a help. They call it help, like a like a, a month. Um, an allowance mm-hmm. every month. So I've been surviving with that. I've been surviving with my, my save money, with my merch, with my, uh, my shirts, my, my dolls and stuff. And also, well, that's in the economic, economic part. And then when I moved here to Mazatlan, because there's a beach, so I can train in the beach because in Culiacan, there's no, there's no gyms open. There's like, uh, right. a lot of, a lot of, um, Kudakan is a very hot city, a lot hot city. Like, uh, I don't know how much Fahrenheit, but there's like 40 degrees Celsius. So it's very hot and it's very uncomfortable to, to work out there in the, in the free air because you can't work in gyms. So I moved to Mazatlan and I work out here in the, in the beach. I do jujitsu drills. I do, um, weightlifting with some, uh, sea rocks. I doing some like um, animal training, you know, like like the caveman <laughs> training out, because I like this. Uh, I think this is the best, the, the best conditioning you have. The best gym, it's it's the sea, it's the um, the outlands, because I, before how people how people trained, there there were no gyms, there was no awesome. weightlifting, there was no protein, there was no no nothing. Like that. <laughs> right. You have to train with everything. It's in there, the nature. So I want to see guys trying to do cardio in the beach, running in the sand, <laughs> four kilometers like they run in the street. They won't get like two kilometers, all blown up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it, that's my my gym. It's it's the sea. So that's I becoming like training most of time, being fit because oh lucha I can train lucha with guys. I just I, I get my notebook and start watching. My old videos of Lucha, I see a lot of uh, Skyly work, a lot of uh, oh, nice. Aaron Navarro work, a lot of comedy wrestling work. I've been look, looking a lot of uh, Orange Cassidy uh, work in AEW. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. most of that, I have to put attention of that because that comedy wrestling and, and mixture of wrestling, it's, the, it's, my, it's my style, you can say it. That's the things I can I have to do. Not the same thing, but just the same context. Mm-hmm. So I have my my homework at school. <laughs> yes. That's my homework. 
Yes, uh, and it's very popular now, uh, comedy, but I think you made such a good point about taking influence from other people and making it your own. And I think that goes back to what we talked about with your originality and uh, how popular you've become because you are truly uh, like no one else that we see uh mm-hmm. In, in lucha libre or in wrestling in general, both on you know the American and Mexican side, you talked earlier too about your influence with young kids, and uh, recently you had reposted a picture of a young boy who had his birthday themed after Mister Iguana. Are you surprised at all with your strong yes. fan base with kids? Yes, a lot. I didn't expect to work to see a piñata of me. I, I, I thought that day will come. That day will come with a protest or something like that, but never with. But but never, with never, a full of, never full of candy and for good reasons. No, I mean, uh, how how like that? Uh, like Will Ferrell say, that escalated quickly. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I, I didn't imagine that so quickly. So, but well, part of it is that the character is very um, easily can get easily with the kids because kids love like, like super characters or funny characters. They're not like uh, that same mask guy or the same guy with a black thing and with a cool name. Now they look at the guy with a, with a puppet and the green face. And they're, I think also my decision of not wearing mask and not having hair mm-hmm. uh, will make this like um, more dynamic uh, position because not having hair was a um, was a, a decision of mine well i'm part bald, bald now but when i started <laughs> yeah do you feel me but when i started wrestling too, i feel you i have very long hair there's a pair of pictures of me in my instagram you can watch it have a, i have a very long hair and i like uh, i give it i bet my hair in a masks versus hair match but they didn't did they didn't did the match the match didn't they canceled the 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 show. I don't know why, but I never lost my hair to anybody or won a mask. So I start to say, I'm tired. I'm sick of this. I wanna get my hair out, and my character will be like, he has no hair, he has no mask. What he has to bet? That's the thing that makes me even more bright because <laughs> like, you can never lose. <laughs> no, I mean. He will never lose nothing. <laughs> he will never bet nothing. But if you bet something, well, this is my my uh, my opinion. Most of this opinion is very, how you say, uh, controversial with a lot of wrestlers. But this is my opinion. W- once you get bet your hair or your mask in a hair versus hair, mask versus mask, you know somebody's gonna lose. So mm-hmm. when they put in the rivalry, it's very predictable. Not not who's winning or who's losing, but someone who lose, someone will be the the the, someone will be the better than the other, and sometimes the guy that wins is not better than the other guy. I mean, the other guy is more talented, but he loses because there's another factor. So I never wanted that to be a a reason to measure my talent. Like oh, he loses his, he's losing his hair every time, every time, every time, every time. He must be bad, or he's losing his mask. He's very bad. No, 
I want to people measure my talent, not because of hair or my mask. People will know my talent because I'm not in those matches because I'm, I'm wrestling other guys. And most of wrestlers have this, uh, with all the respect, that stupid um, thing, the stupid thought that I'm better than anybody. I'm, I'm better than everybody else. I came to this business to be better. That for me, it's, well, not for me. I'm not coming to this business to be better than everybody else. I come to this business to make a different character. I came to this business to give people a character they haven't seen, a character that they won't know what he's going to do, a character that will be in the main event one day, another in the first match, then in the second. Sometimes he's wrestling, he's, sometimes he's grabbing an iguana puppet, sometimes he's under the ring, sometimes he's kissing the yedra. I know. <laughs> it has to be unpredictable. Lucha Libre has to be unpredictable, not scripted, not <laughs> obligated and rivalries. That's the reason I don't decided to use either mask or either hair and wanted to have an audience with, with the people, with the kids, because kids are unpredictable. We're like, oh, he's going to lose. Or he's going to. No, kids must be. Kids are naive, but kids know how this works. The kids are the ones that give us mm-hmm. this. The, they give us the audience. The kids are the <laughs> most part of it. And if you understand kids' thinking, if you understand what they want to see, what they want to cheer, you got to get the kids smiling. And for per se, all the, the dad, the mom, the brothers, everybody in the family is smiling. So there's no boring. There's no bad times. Understand the kids. You understand the business. I like that. That's yeah. such a good philosophy. <laughs> I do too. That's so cool. Uh, I noticed on your website recently that maybe, you know, also yeah, for Jessica the kids, has, that Yeska's are coming like for babies. sale. Is that, Aww. you know, I'm doing a video. I was thinking right now that once I get the Yeska's, I will do a video of Jessica reading an email of her lover in the United States, like, do you remember me? Do you remember me? <laughs> I have five of them, five of them in my home without food, so I send them to you. Uh, and Jessica will be like, no, no, I have five babies. I like the teaser. And do I do another video? Like, if you want to adopt it, yes, you have yes. to call one 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 six zero, and I and I will sell the yeskas with a. It's the same. It's the same yeska. Exactly the same yeska. I will put them like a how you say a ribbon, color ribbon to look cute in the in, in oh, yeah. head, and then I give them a, a personalized letter, yes. handwritten by Jessica, like, dear John, thank you for adopting my son. My sister, my uh-huh. daughter. I love it. <laughs> I won't. I can't afford them. Thank you. Please watch, watch her. She's a part of her family. You know all that. All, all this <laughs> procedure. All this. But it looks crazy. But people love it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that would be so sweet. I'm crying already. Such a touching story. Yes, I love that. Poor Yeska. Well, that's that's because she's from Los Angeles, so she's gringa. And when she moves to Mexico, well, she never got back with her lover. Oh, that's, that's so sad. <laughs> hmm. 
Well, Mr. Iguana, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Uh, speaking of all of your social media and where people can find you, you do have a website, pongaseverde.com. That is P-O-N-G-A-S-E-V-E-R-D-E.com. Uh, what kind of content do you have on your website? Well, I have mostly all of my head content there, but in different menus. One menu is the blog of Don Verde, blog of Mr. Green. You can watch um, some of my latest videos of YouTube there. I have like uh, right now an article of MMA and Lucha Libre mix. Um, I have another menu that's called Resin Orneado. That's my Spotify podcast. You can hear it there. Uh, it's more for adults, for adults only. And I have my merchandise uh, at the time. I will post it there. So <laughs> if you want to merchandise, they can send me a mail or they can contact me on my other social networks. My social networks are easy. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they all Mr. Iguana, Mr. Iguana. But how I say here in Mexico, it's like the word marijuana without the A. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, that took out the name. Oh. That's the reason you're green. Yep. Hey, we said it's not easy being green, but you make it look good, senor. So, you know. Not easy but being green. <laughs> but again, yes, you can follow Mr. Iguana on social media. You can check out his work on bongaseverde.com. Uh, especially the, the, uh, podcast was very great. I listened to the episode of you sharing some of your favorite metal songs. Oh, uh, yes. oh. Last year, yeah. last year, yes, it was my like my my high school songs, and and, <laughs> and I remember that times because you want to grow and you you don't listen anymore your 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 high school songs. You're like, oh, I can't believe I heard that shit. But, <laughs> but, but now, but now it's a different world. There's no guilty pleasures. Everybody <laughs> like listen uh, Snoop Dogg and then listen J Balvin and that stuff. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Music has changed so much. Yeah. Yes, a lot of great True. content. Your merchandise is also on your website. Great social media following, great stories and videos. And again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we are really looking forward to seeing you back in the ring, hopefully very soon with AAA. Uh, but who knows? It sounds like we never know where we're going to see Mr. Iguana next. Of course, Autoluchas is coming. So maybe you can see me inside the car running against the Rudo or in the oh, ring. Yeah. yeah <laughs> in the ring wrestling. Absolutely. But, um, so, uh, yep. Yeah. I'm hoping to see you at Expo Lucha next year, too. Oh, That's uh, I'm already uh, making plans to go. So, Oh, I've been too going because Expo Lucha is it's great. I was amazed by the yes. last Expo Lucha that was going to be in the. The Philly Arena and DCW All Arena. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was very amazed. When I see that, like, oh, that will be a dream come true because the one mm -hmm. night stand yeah, uh, pay per view that was, uh, I don't know, 2005 or something like that. Mm -hmm. what, yeah. I, I love that place. I say, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That kind of place are great. Yeah, it's a it's a great place. My understanding is it's, they're going to try to have it there again next year. So you may still get your opportunity, and I really hope to see you there. Well, that will be Conan's decision, hopefully. Oh. Hopefully. Okay. Well, 
remains to be seen. So can we are going to continue on with the rest of the show. But again, don't forget to check out Mr. Iguana on social media and pongaseverde.com. Thank you. All right. And that does it for part two of our interview with Mr. Iguana. I know he mentioned it at the end, but I'm just going to reiterate where you can find him. Of course, he is at Mr. Iguana on Facebook and Twitter. He is L Mr. Iguana on Instagram. And of course, you could check out his website that includes his blog and his podcast at pongaseverde.com. That is P O N G A S E V E R D E dot com. And once again, a very big thank you to Mr. Iguana for taking the time to speak with myself, Brendan, and Dusty. Guys, any final thoughts on uh, the interview with Mr. Iguana? Oh, I think that the sky's the limit for Mr. Iguana, and I can't wait to see what he does in both CZW here in the States and AAA. I hope that this being his first English language interview, it really opens a lot of doors for him and helps people recognize his unique charm and charisma that just can't be contained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, it's, it's really good stuff. Uh, I, I, we mentioned it at the end of the interview, he did do that uh, Expo Lucha that Mass Republic has put on the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. There's a He's had a couple of really good matches out of that. So mm-hmm. on the Lucha Central, go... Yeah check out those matches as well because the uh it's you're he's doing a kind of his traditional lucha in front of an american crowd so you can get a really different perspective for the character than maybe you've seen in other matches Mm -hmm. good point good point all right so speaking of lucha central if you're listening to this and you haven't visited luchacentral.com it's time to do it LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else. Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. A place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards seen and read by top executives and all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. On top of all of this, it's a free service. It's free. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. And another thing that you can find on LuchaCentral.com, of course, is this day in Lucha Libre history. And, well, that means we got to get into one of our signature segments this week in Lucha Libre history. That's right. Now it's time for This Week in Lucha Libre History. Be sure to check in at LuchaCentral.com every single day for this day in Lucha Libre by Pep Carrera. For information, birth dates, anniversaries, matches of the day, and amazing videos all about Lucha Libre. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. 
This week I chose August the 27th, 1989, Blue Demon versus El Matematico. I actually didn't realize it when I chose this match, but this is the original Blue Demon, Blue Demon Sr., not Junior. And he looks amazing in this match, even though he's 66 years old. And this was for the now defunct UWA wrestling. Um, and this was actually a very technical match and had a very big, big match feel and was fantastic. If you were expecting flips or maybe modern Lucha Libre, you may be disappointed. But if you love some old school heavyweight Lucha, you need to check this match out. They both moved like guys in their 30s. And this style that they wrestled definitely helped with that. They both looked incredible, but despite getting the first fall, Matematico lost his mask in the third fall to Blue Demon. And this was really the last big hurrah for UWA, Blue Demon Sr., and Matematico. So it's an important match historically in Lucha Libre to check out. And if you're watching the match and wishing you had a Blue Demon or maybe a Matematico face mask, be sure to check out lucha-masks.com where you can find Blue Demon, Io Del Santo, the Park family, and more, including Matematico coming soon. That's lucha-masks.com. What did you pick this week, Brendan? Well, first off, I want to comment on the Lucha Masks uh, thing. Uh, I believe that by the time your ears are hearing us talking about it, they will have a bunch of new product. They, there's an announcement for Friday releases, so that mm-hmm. Matematico may be in there. Um, I also chose August 27th, uh, 1978, though. This is uh, also about the UWA World Championship. This was Kanek winning the UW World Championship for his, the first time in his career after beating Luthez. Uh, so this is kind of a follow-up to the my my from last week where I commented on Luthez being the first UWA championship. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, people who have paid attention will know that I talk about Kanek a lot. He was kind of a legendary grappler and muscle man with uh, the the rare acclaim of of uh, being able to one of the seven people that was able to slam Andre the Giant during that period of time where that was a untold feat of strength so uh this promises to have been more of a uh a grapplers uh grapplers fantasy match really with the two of them going against each other luthez is a bit of a brawler but is a famous grappler connect is a strong mm-hmm. man but is also a very good grappler uh and this is that that U- uwa belt that has so much heritage and is still being worn around today because it's so well respected even though you will probably not ever see it dif- defended again um, so yeah that's what I had I had a lot of fun researching this one Miranda speaking of research what did you come up with yes you know I was at my magic <laughs> but this one you know, just I, I like to be educated, and uh, this one uh, I picked August 26, 2016, so a little bit more of a recent match. And really, this headline caught me because, um, in some ways, I've kind of forgotten his time in AAA, but Johnny Mundo winning mm-hmm. the AAA Latin American Championship belt after beating Pentagon Jr. Um, mm-hmm. at Triple Mania. Um, and this match in general was 
a lot of fun to watch. I mean, uh, Johnny Mundo is just so skilled, and he just is so talented. And this was really at the height of him in the independent scene. Um, I mean, to to the point where he ended up doing a lot more in AAA after this. But um, I know right now most people are more familiar with his work in WWE, and he's been joined back to WWE for quite a while. Um, But the chemistry he had with Pentagon Jr. in this match was fantastic. Um, and he was playing a heel. Um, he had recently adopted a, you know, pro-USA attitude, um, which, of course, in American wrestling is great. People chime in all the time. But in Mexico, not so much. Um, also, an interesting aspect of this match was that uh, when Pentagon Jr. came to the ring, he was accompanied by Taya, um, because at one point they were all part of the same faction. Um, yeah, however, the Yes, Los Perros, and, and Taya did a fun promo in Spanish before the match as well, um, and and that was really funny, pretty much calling uh, Johnny a pendejo, which is <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but, you know, Taya's involvement at the end of the match ended up costing Pentagon the uh, Latin American championship, and she aligned with... Uh, with Johnny Mundo. So the fact that that was, um, you know, part of the beginning of their alliance uh, was part of that match um, was a a fairly big deal. And overall, um, Johnny would have uh, that belt um, being his first championship in AAA and also being the first non-Mexican to hold the Latin American championship. Um, He held onto that belt uh, uh, through 2017, he actually then uh, was part of a triple championship match in March of 2017, defeating uh, Tejano Jr. and Hijo de Fantasma to win the Mega Championship and the Cruiserweight Championship. So at one point, he had all three belts. Um, and I think that was just, you know, knowing his athleticism and talent and having that long of a, uh, of a reign, um, and having three titles with that, um, is a sign that, um, you know, it's interesting when you see someone in a different context, i.e. say WWE, that's how we knew him. That's how mm-hmm. a lot of us became familiar with him. He did his rounds in other promotions, including Lucha Underground and Impact and AAA. And now he's back at WWE, and you think, well, yes, that means we get to see him in, in a different light, and part of that time in the independence is, you know, helps him grow. But it's always going to be WWE, and so I think there's always going to be an aspect of that where it's limiting, where you're not going to see him in the same scale as you did on the independence. But if you want to see a really great Johnny Mundo match um, that highlights him as far as his character, but also his wrestling, this is a great match for that. Oh yeah, at that time as a as the major heel, he was by far the biggest, most hated man in AAA at that point. It was really <laughs> that's super really true. fun. Well, let us know your thoughts on what was your favorite days in Lucha Libre history. You can go to luchacentral.com slash history and feel free to share it on social media. Um, let us know, uh, you know, what your favorite days are this week. Uh, and, of course, uh, those that do have match links are available on Lucha Central's 
uh, YouTube page as well. So if you want to see some of the matches, um, some of them are available uh, through the Lucha Central YouTube page. Some of them are not. Um, if you find them, uh, let us know as well, because there are sometimes matches that we want to watch that we can't locate. So we always appreciate insight from listeners as to where Absolutely. we can find them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Now we have a quick commercial from one of our partners, TheChairShot.com. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. As we head into the last leg of the show, we have some news from a promotion we haven't talked about in quite a while. Ring of Honor. Brendan, can you let us know what's happening with them? Well, uh, as we've talked about through the rest of the show, because we had so much going on, uh, there's. I'm going to just real quick. They have begun taping, or they they are about to begin taping, uh, very very soon. And there's uh, going to be a pure tournament that is going to be going on, whether that's part of the the first wave of tapings or is going to be at other things. We don't have a lot of details on yet. But uh, by next week, we should have a whole stacked amount of information on both when the tapings, when and where the tapings are happening, and all of the people involved in this pure grappling tournament. Which, by the way, super exciting because uh, grappling rules is one of uh, if we haven't you haven't heard me talking about it yet, or the way that I was nerding out with uh, Vinny in uh, one of our <laughs> earlier interviews. <laughs> Uh, grappling is one of my favorite parts of Lucha Libre. And mm-hmm. so this, this tournament is going to be something that I'm going to be watching personally. And then I will be pitching every week. Like, can we talk more about it? Can we talk more about it? What about this guy? Can we talk about this guy? So hopefully, hopefully if we talk about it, you know, I'll have one out a little bit, but the, but, but the bosses tell me what I get to talk about by bosses. I mean, the time clock. <laughs> Yes. Now this is it's very exciting for Ring of Honor. I mean, they, yeah. um, you know, they've been one of the promotions here in the U.S. that have really completely shut down um, since since March. Um, they they canceled their big shows in Vegas in March. I remember I was mm-hmm. supposed to be there and was supposed to watch, and they canceled yeah. them. Uh, but you know, the fact that they've been taking all of these precautions is. is you know, a, a true um, feather in their cap. And, you know, now that they are, you know, moving forward with tapings, they'll be able to see what everyone else has done, take the precautions necessary. And, I mean, Ring of Honor is known for, you know, their wrestling. Um, and going yeah. back to that element, going back to what they're good at, you know, this could uh, be a great time for that um, because, yep. um, you know, the wrestling game has changed so much. Um, and yes, there's always competition, you know, you still have AEW and NXT and of course what you see on Raw and SmackDown, but this could be an opportunity for Ring of Honor to go back to its roots, to go back to what it's known for, good ass wrestling. And, and there's actually a big need for that. I'm not going to downplay what other people are doing, but... Uh, there's there's not a company that is uh, other than maybe NXT that is really specializing in strong good matches every week. Um, That's know, super every, true. 
So, so they absolutely could earn a really good niche audience right back by, by putting that there. And we will be reporting more on this uh, as the weeks come ahead and as more information becomes available. We will also let you know ah, as soon as it's out there when uh, oh. a Ring of Honor episodes will be available. I will be all over it, folks. Don't worry. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> and in our final news story of this week, we always try and end something lighthearted and fun. And what's more fun than love? Uh, the big news story this week was uh, Tessa Blanchard and Daga got married. Um, they got engaged, I believe, late last year. And uh, or even maybe longer than that, um, but uh, they finally got married, um, and we know because many of their friends and family members posted on social media, including some of your favorite luchadores and luchadoras. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them being uh, Taya Valkyrie um, was in attendance and took a lovely picture of them as they kissed at the altar. And uh, mm-hmm. many uh, wrestlers from Impact were also there, um, which for some people they probably felt was surprising after the way that uh, Tessa ended uh, terms with the company. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that she was had any ill will towards these people. I mean, they all made the effort to go to her wedding. Um, and mm-hmm. so, that, you know, is a good sign that she had uh, a lot of friends and, and close people to her. Uh, Melissa Santos posted on her social media a picture of her and a few other well-known uh, wrestlers like Gail Kim, Jordan Grace, uh, Kiara Hogan, Alicia mm-hmm. Edwards, uh, Moose, and Diamante. Yeah, Diamante. Yeah. yeah. Brian Cage. Uh, yeah. Brian Cage was there. Uh, obviously, yeah. if Melissa was there. Yeah. Yes. They had some pictures on her social media of them together. Yeah. Uh, lovely pair. Of course, her father, Telly Blanchard, was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it seems like a, just a, a wonderful wedding, um, a, a wonderful time. It's hard right now when... There's so much going on um, to uh, celebrate something wonderful, but, you know, a big congratulations to Tessa and Daga um, for their nuptials. Um, I mean, they are a, a lovely couple, a wonderful team as well. I've seen them uh, tag team in person, mm-hmm. and they just, I mean, they really are a, a wonderful couple and great wrestlers. So I hope that chemistry and success leads them to a long and happy life. I, I just yeah, want to say, in addition to the big congratulations, all of the pictures of the two of them together, they are abs- absurdly cute together. Like, oh, my, oh my gosh. Yeah, you can tell they really <laughs> love each other. Like, just the way they look at each other is, yeah. yeah. And I mean, they were both they were both well dressed and and very looking very very good. But I mean, gosh, that yeah, I just every time I looked at one of the pictures, I was like, oh, so <laughs> congratulations, it's, uh, you guys, yeah. It's, it's a big, and of course, you know, I mean, we've seen them in AAA. Uh, and so there's still, I mean, Daga's still very active in wrestling in Mexico uh, as far as, you know, the shows that are running. Um, Tessa, we still are not sure about her current status, but it does always seem like she'll have uh, a place uh, to wrestle in Mexico, um, which has, has seemingly been great for her career. 
So, uh, you know, there's still a lot to, to be seen with the two of them um, as far as their careers go. But, it, again, it's just great to see so many people, too, from the wrestling community having fun, enjoying themselves, um, and celebrating uh, just something great. So, you know, if you feel bummed out, go ahead and, and check it out. There's some, again, uh, lots of uh, people have posted on social media. And, uh, yeah, I mean, why not? So many people's weddings and classes, graduations and things have gotten canceled uh, because of the COVID situation. So they definitely got lucky that they were able to uh, have something uh, together where they could celebrate with friends and family. Yeah, congratulations to them. Yes, felicidades. Yay. <laughs> yes. So we've made it to uh, the end of another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Make sure you check out luchacentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. You can also follow Lucha Central on social media, at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram, and at luchacentral.com on Twitter. Of course, there is their YouTube page, and you can find lots of great matches and interviews. Uh, I believe Denise Alcedo's interviews are getting posted there, and she's just having a lot of fantastic interviews uh, several times a month. So she's just so bubbly and friendly, and her interviews just always are uh, just are really fun for, for me to watch personally. So um, I highly recommend them. Uh, but lots of great content. And, of course, on Lucha Central, com you can find a lot of the other podcasts from the lucha central podcast network we have so many fantastic podcasts that are available on all different areas of lucha libre on masks uh specifically on lucha underground uh on photos on uh branding on literally there's a podcast for you related to everything on Lucha Libre. So make sure you go to luchacentral.com to check out the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And of course, you can follow us on social media if you would like. Dusty, uh, let us know, or the listeners really, know where to <laughs> find you on social media. I'm on Instagram at Dusty Murphy, and I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy. I'm the only Dusty Murphy wearing a Caristico mask on Facebook, so you know it's me. As seen in Thunderdome. <laughs> as seen in Thunderdome, yes. Yes, as seen, seen in Thunderdome. And Brendan, where can our listeners find you? Uh, I, I am uh 321 t-shirt guy. I am on both Instagram and Twitter, but uh, man, do I not do the Instagram well. So please look for me on Twitter if you can. Uh, I did get a message from Emmett, but I haven't even been on Instagram long enough to read it yet. So I know I got something. I'm sorry, <laughs> Emmett, but I'll, I'll read it <laughs> later. Oh, yes. And myself, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook, hashtag spelled out. Uh, we'd love to hear from all of you, so feel free to message us. Let us know your thoughts on the show. Uh, give us any recommendations on topics we could cover in the future. Also, we would love it if you would uh, 
when you are checking us out on your favorite podcast platform, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, that way you can get reminders as to when Lucha Central uh, weekly podcast drops and the other podcasts on the Lucha Central podcast network. You can rate us, let us know how we're doing, and then leave a review as to uh, things about our show that you like or maybe you don't like, but we would really just like for you to put the things that you like. Uh, <laughs> we like that. Hashtag positive. Yes. Hashtag, hashtag all the likes. Hashtag keep it positive. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, this week was a lot. So we thank you all for listening. Thank you all for continuing to, to join us. We absolutely love getting to do this with you every week. Uh, and we'll do it again next week. So make sure you stay tuned to LuchaCentral.com for all things Lucha Libre. And uh, enjoy your week. We'll be back next week.